but you know the hairstyles where they pack your hair in like four sections oh, with like a yeah. band yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they, and then they divide those four sections into like four different braids, mm. and they put like beads on the bottom. <laughs> I think that's the only thing she could do, <laughs> because I had that hairstyle so many times. Hi everybody, welcome to episode 25 of Little Dose of Time. Today, since it's still Black History Month, I decided to do something related to my blackness. And so I have two guests on the show today and we're going to be talking about our relationships with our hair and Obviously, they're going to be black girls because dark. <laughs> so please welcome Esther and Lydia. Hey. Hey. Do, do you guys want to like introduce yourselves real quick? <laughs> Just say who you are and yeah, how long have you been black for? <laughs> ah! <laughs> Lydia, you go. Hi, my name's Lydia. Um, I been black for let's say 20 something years there was a brief period of time during PBE I don't know what went on <laughs> um but other than that other than the two, two months my mom allowed me to listen to God um I've been black ever since <laughs> <laughs> nice how are you Esther hey I'm Esther um I've been black obviously all my life so yeah <laughs> the number is unknown but I've been black nice or same <laughs> i mean everyone who listens to my podcast probably knows my age because i've said it a couple of times but yeah i have been black for 22 years contrary to some people's beliefs <laughs> you know when people make comments let's let's even start with that let's start with that when people try and um classify blackness and put you under a category or like a stereotype i get a bit um defensive when people try and just like question my blackness or how black i am or how black i should be or how black i should talk or how black my friends should be it just annoys me because even my brother it's like I say things and it's like, yeah, but you're white. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? Excuse me? Like, what do you mean by that? And obviously I know he's joking, but I, I hate that. I hate the stereotypes, you know, of just blackness. You know, what what do you what do you guys think about that? Do you have any experience with people just like questioning your blackness in any way? All the time, babe, all the time. Um from a young age, my nickname has been La Blanche, but that has got to do more so that my body than it has to do with actually um, me as a person. But I think I went through phases where like I was like, I care about the environment and I want to be vegan and right. stuff like that. I feel like my parents would just be like, this girl does a lot. But yeah, I think it was more so put under the umbrella of me being a sensitive individual, more so uh -huh. than me being... I, but the fact that um, I haven't got a big gluteus maximus means that... Um, yeah, I was really called La Blanche <laughs> since like nine does, years old. So. That means like white, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. White woman. Yeah, I know, I know a tiny bit of French. Uh, je parle français un peu. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, how, how about you, Esther? Um, I would say with me personally, I haven't experienced that before because okay. I feel like if you know me, I'm very, like you would know that I'm, 
I'm African, like I'm right. I'm black, so I've never had that. But right, I, I have had comments like, "Oh, you're you're different to like the general black black person or whatever." Like, didn't generally black people are late? So I'm an early person. Uh. So like, oh, oh, you're not black. Black people are late. Yeah, again, yeah. stereotypes. Oh my god, I hate it. Honestly, it it gets like I get really defensive, like I said earlier, because it's just personal to me. And I've mentioned this sometime on my podcast before. Um, not to just repeat myself too much, but even in secondary school, okay, I went to secondary school in Nigeria. I haven't even left the country, fam. I haven't even left the country, and people were already questioning my blackness. Like my my um my classmates would be like, oh, so you're like trying to be posh? You're like um or I don't know if you know what Oyinbo means. It just means like you're white, basically. You know, you're trying to be Oyinbo, you're trying to be like, you know, cute and posh and whatever. And I was so confused because I haven't even I haven't even been out of the country fam. I haven't even been to the airport at that point in my life. <laughs> so mm. like how can I you're saying that who I am is not good enough for you, you know, that who I am is not black enough for you. And that was just the most frustrating part. For me, it's like I'm in my own country. You're telling me I'm not black enough. I go to another person's country and then I'm not white enough or I'm not, um, I'm too black, you know. Um, but mm. I don't think anyone's ever told me I'm too black, to be honest. I've never heard that comment. It's more so, it's it's more so like, oh, you're, you know, you know, you're white, you're, you know, you're different, you're not like, you know, af af. And I'm like, I am as African as they come, okay? I'm as Nigerian as they come. I speak my language fluently kind of <laughs> i can read it i can write it i can say it what else do you want from me you know um, but but just not to cut you but do you know what i've realized yeah is yeah especially in holland majority of people that do come for for example from ghana and they come mm. to holland they act they try to act more um like western than those born in holland because i remember my friends right. that were born in holland we like we spoke our language out there like we could be sitting in the classroom we'll be speaking tree we'll be speaking kind like whatever language like we embraced our roots because we weren't mm-hmm. born there but i realized yeah. that one of my friends she's from she she came from ghana so we were trying to talk to her you know about ghana wherever because obviously we weren't born there yeah no i'm not i'm not from ghana don't don't talk to me about ghana <laughs> da, 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 da. So right. I like sometimes I've seen that a lot, that a lot of Africans that do come to, like, Europe, they tend to switch really fast. So I think mm. that might be the reason as well why they're kind of like, oh, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're not black, you're not. Yeah, but, like, even before I came to Europe, before I moved out, my, my point is that people have an idea, not just even white people, black people, you mm. know, because this is evident in even me being in secondary school and people being like, ah, oh, but you're this and you're that. Even black people have a, a an idea of what they think blackness is and what they think black people should act like or speak mm. like or be like or look like, you know, because we're going to get into the looks, you know, with the hair thing. <laughs> Interrupt, but I don't think yeah. that that's um I think it's like what people have been told. Mm-hmm. That should, I think like for example, my grandma does not care about how I look how I look like in my head anyway. I think yeah. it's also to do with like younger generations and I think that has to do with media and things like that. And then, then therefore people mm. expect you to act a certain type of way. I think right. yeah. I think okay. people and, and media more so. And I think it's personally like the negative stereotypes of a black person I feel like people feel mm. like you should like because you talk in a certain way like right. oh this person's 
this person thinks that they're better than us. I think in our culture anyway, <laughs> like it's not so so much to do with whiteness. It's called like you trying to be posh. Yeah. They say you're forming. That's what they used to tell me. I don't know if other countries say it, but in, in Nigeria it's like, oh, you're forming. You're basically like trying to be posh, you know. In our culture that is um I don't that doesn't have to do with whiteness. That has to do with you thinking that you're better than other people. Yeah. I think most in England, like I said, the only whiteness was ever attributed to me is because I'm probably the only Ivory girl that hasn't got bum, and that just equals white. <laughs> and then what? I, I mean, I have to stare at your butt, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure you do. <laughs> she does. She does. I'm yeah, pretty sure you do. Not like the, let's say the brown stereotypical one. There's a little bit of something there, but it's nothing, basically. Also, <laughs> yeah. Also, that that reminds me. That's, that has something to do with it, with it as well. Because when I was younger, I mean, I still am really skinny, but I just I didn't have any. I had like the flattest ass in the universe like it was like paper thin I think now just growing into my body you know I've, I've kind of gained a little a little body just a little bit um but yeah in secondary school they just used to you know Africans are naturally like endowed you know with boobs and and butts um but I wasn't I wasn't one of them <laughs> I wasn't I one of them got the wallet for me I know, right? <laughs> I know. I was just like, well, this is my buddy. So I always felt a bit not out of of place, but just like I didn't really look like the typical attractive African women with the big boobs and the big booty. And again, that stereotypes because not everyone looks like that. But mm. because that was what was celebrated. And it was so weird, the cultural difference when I moved to the UK. Because in the UK, people loved to be skinny. It was so weird like I went from being kind of a minority and kind of like attractiveness because I didn't have the booty and the boobs to come into the UK where everyone's like obsessed with being skinny and I was like oh so you do like skinny here okay <laughs> you know so I felt like that part of me was embraced yeah. and I, I felt less pressure to you be like you know thick or mm. um, yeah exactly yeah I think for me that was a, a little bit of a turning point Let's actually get into the, the, the topic for today, which is our hair, the, the Afro hair, the, you know, natural hair, like journey and experience. Um, what, what can you say about your natural hair? If, if someone asked you, okay, someone asked you um, to like describe your natural hair, what would you guys say? Um, I would say I love and I embrace my natural hair. Like it's me. Because I'm I'm a really simple person, so like yeah, it's just me. It's I won't say that it it shows my blackness because I feel like there's other ways of being or like showing your blackness, but it is yeah, it's just part of me, me personally. Like it doesn't have to be part of any other person. So yeah. yeah. Right. How are you, Lydia? Um if someone asked me about the current state of my hair, I would say it's a pink short afro. <laughs> like, you know I want to dye my hair pink. Uh, <laughs> I think cool. it's cute. It's right now, so I regret it 110%. As Why? All over again. Um, I dye my hair all the time, though. I, I don't know. My relationship with my hair is it's a funny one. <laughs> You know, like, I, need do, I need to do start, and I'll be like, okay, let me play with my hair. It's not actually oh where I want to start. Um, yeah, I love my hair, don't get me wrong. I just don't treat her as well as I should. Right. If someone asked me, um, 
like I'll describe my natural hair I'll just be like uh confusing <laughs> definitely confusing I'm gonna get into that because facts like everyone knows um natural especially 4c African hair is a hassle it is quite difficult to um to take care of it's it's harder than you know um like for a early hair that's a bit more silky or even like white people's straight hair you can't compare that to 4c air so everyone knows it's more difficult um but before we get to that what what comments have you got any comments from white people or black people about your hair so what sort of what's the perception of your natural hair or how do you feel like your natural hair has been perceived mm. right now let's talk about right now do you know do you know me personally yeah i think that some people are more surprised black people are more surprised about my hair than white people because i remember when i first came to uni and it was fresh as fair and there was a bunch of like black girls and they were like is that your real hair can i touch your hair and i was surprised because normally (laughs) i would expect a white person to ask me that question and even to this day a lot of people still ask me oh is that your real hair is that your but you've got really like full hair like I'm, I'm jealous of how full your hair is because my hair has never been that full. <laughs> like it's, it's you have a lot of hair, so I can, I can understand why people are like. <gasps> but do you know, funny enough, I've never had a white person ever ask me, um, um, can I touch your hair or how's your hair like? To be honest, I have asked them how's their hair, hair how's their hair like? Because right, I knew what that's interesting. Like, obviously, their hair is soft, so. I, I always wondered, like, can they do braids? Can they do plaits? Like, is it not going to be loose in the next minute? So yeah, <laughs> I was actually more wondering about their hair than they were wondering about me. So, yeah. Right. That is so interesting. I, I, I want to bring up something, but I want Lydia to go first so mm. she doesn't forget what she um, wants to talk about. <laughs> I, I can't relate to Esther, but just because I lived in a predominantly white area growing mm. up during school. Right. And I don't know about Esther when you started living in a predominantly white area, but for me, in secondary school, when kids are kids and everyone's brave, that would be the first thing that happened. If my hair changed, <laughs> the day my hairs were out, it was, can I touch it? When mm, I relaxed, right. hair, or how did you get your hair straight type of vibe? If I had to weave in, if I had braids in, oh my gosh, your hair grew so long. If the braid done fell out, there was <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah that type of vibe mm. it was just everyone was just so curious about it but it was so right. different personally when i was younger living in like predominantly black areas because it's just everyone does everyone's hair like it was it was calm mm. it was chill. yeah it was braided no matter what it looked like yeah right. i never had that yeah my hair was chill i also had an older sister whose hair was like massive and her hair was long so everyone was more attracted to her hair than mine so i don't really care about my hair <laughs> <laughs> right but do yeah, you think true. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to agree with Lydia because obviously it does depend on where you lived. Cause you live, yeah. Majority of the neighborhood was African or Caribbean, and you had right. some Moroccan, which were obviously African. So, mm. yeah, there was, there was there was some white people. I mean, there were white people, but it wasn't as much as let's say Lydia's community. So.
Okay. Do you think, I was going to say, do you think um, when people ask to touch your natural hair, first of all, are you offended? What's your reaction to can I touch your hair? And does it matter how they ask? So does it matter if it's, if there's a context behind it? So if you were talking about, if you got a new hairstyle, for instance, or if you've had braids for a while and then you put your natural hair out, or if you're just like talking about your hair and they say, oh, can I touch it? Would that, um, would your reaction be different as opposed to you just like talking to a bunch of people and they're like, can I touch your hair? Just like randomly. Well, I think personally, I didn't used to care that much, especially if someone's like a foreign person. Because I'm like, oh, just have right. it. Type of I get it. Like you probably won't see someone like me. Fair enough. But mm. to be honest, like, I had this conversation actually with my five-year-old niece. She said she didn't want to leave her hair out because all her friends had to play with her hair. And I was like, why do you, why? No, seriously, it's like, why is this like even a thing though? That's because thing. Like, this isn't a dog, this is a human being. And to be honest, I feel sorry for you because like, you don't even know if I've washed my hair blood. Like why yes. are your hair in my hair? And I think it's also to do with the fact that people, I, think, I don't know, you wouldn't, I think if it was the other way around and a black person asked to touch your hair, I think they'd find it weird. And But I think people feel like, oh my gosh, this person is being so offensive. All I did is want to touch their hands. Like, I'm not no one's dog. I'm not a doll. Like, it's not that deep type of vibe. Like, you will Fair live point. in your suburb if you wouldn't touch your hair. I think if I suddenly, and I, I think one thing is asking, I was in year seven, I'm going to pick it this day, and some southern agent got her hand in my hair and I was mm. so ready to scrap. Like, I was like, yo, like, oh my God. You? Did she ask was, you? Or no, she just, oh my no. God. Um, now, that that one I would like give a backhand fam. <laughs> if it was the okay. way around, I think people would generally be offended. And I'm just so shocked with people's at people's response to a black woman or I think it's mainly black women. People don't try with black boys, but black women's response yeah. not wanting their hair touch. Like people get offended that sorry, I don't want you to touch me. I don't know. I think it's weird, like Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Wait. I feel like personally nobody should be touching nobody's hair in the first place. Whether you're interested, right. you're not interested. <laughs> It is my public area. It is my private area. Like, don't touch it. Simple <laughs> as that. But do you know what, yeah? Do yeah. You know, with, with this whole hype about, oh, why is this white person touching my head? Do you know, for me personally, I never saw a big, big issue about it because mm. I, my first instinct is that they don't they don't know my hair. Yeah. Like, the same way that I don't know it, I don't know anything about their hair is yeah. the same way that they could not know anything about my hair. So, yeah. Whether they mean it in a racist way or they mean it, they mean it in a genuine way. Yeah. I will educate you about my hair. I will let you. I, I love that. With permission, I'll be like, okay, yeah, you can touch my hair, feel how it is, like yes. in an educational way. But obviously, if I feel like you're turning a bit racist and you're you're kind you're of turning me to a zoo animal. Exactly, that's when <laughs> yes, I'm I. I'll be like, now nah, stop. But I feel like in a general yeah. way, I never kind of understood why. I don't know whether black people will hate me for this, but I never really understood why they got so, so angry when yes. a white person, because as I said, a black person has touched my hair without accent, and she was the type right. of person that puts her hands in her mouth. Oh my God. So, <laughs> That's just me, nasty. With me, it's not necessarily whether they're white or black. Don't touch my hair if I if I don't want you to touch my hair. Period. Yeah, but I think I think the issue is that I wouldn't let even a black. Why are you touch my hair unless you're doing it? Like, yeah, exactly. Like I think it's a general thing, and I think I don't know. I get I get initially, like I said, I was like you, but like after like listening to the words of my bad girl niece, I was like, it's mm. true. It's not like I'm actually not a pet energy like animal. Like it's really not that deep. Yeah. I honestly, I'm like, I was like, I don't think it's that deep. Like I was curious. But at the same time, you wouldn't do that mm. to them. So I'm like, mm. why would someone feel like they should do that to you? I've never in my life ever. Right. 
to touch anyone's hair. I'm sorry. I don't get a hype. I've never, I've never. <laughs> I love this. This is so. This is why we should have the discussion. Um, and I'm I'm happy, Lydia, that you're you're on a slightly different side than Esther. I mean, Esther said, you know, you shouldn't touch anyone's hair anyway. But she also said, um, she understands where um it could come from a curiosity side where it's like, oh, what does it feel like? What you know, I can see how it looks like, but I kind of want to know what it feels like. And you kind of have to educate them if if they're being nice about it and genuine and just not you know, treating you like an animal. I think it's okay. Yep. Um, same with, I agree with you, Esther. I never really understood why people were um, upset. And like you said, again, I don't want to like offend the black community, but <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously everyone's different. Everyone's different. I need to like, you know, just put that out there. Everyone has what they, um, kind of their own people. Some people get offended easily. Some people don't. Some people are okay. You know, they're kind of in the middle. Personally, mm. for me, I... If you ask me, I actually don't care. <laughs> I'm being like genuinely 100% truthful. If you ask me, can I touch your hair? I'll be like, yeah, sure. And again, like I said earlier, it depends on the, the um the um situation. Depends on what the background story was behind. It depends on the um particular occasion. So if I had a new S style, or I just have my afro out, and you're just like, can I touch your hair? Because I I like the way it looks, and I want to see how it feels. And I personally would be like yeah sure if I have braids done there was this time I had this um you know the braids where they kind of loosen the bottom and it's a bit wavy goddess braids yeah yeah that one it's like really cute at the bottom and like wavy and curly and everything and some people even a black person asked how I did it <laughs> because she wanted to try it and I was also oh, the editor did this and that and that so I understand where people would be like can I touch that I'm I understand the curiosity and I would not be offended at all whether it's a white person or a black person but uh, even in my house um just just before you say something um last year one of my housemates grandma um came to like visit it was so funny obviously people know old white people to be very racist um but again you shouldn't generalize and that's where I come from I'm I'm a kind of person that I don't just because I don't like stereotypes I try not to like feed to stereotypes so me looking at this white woman, I could just assume that, oh, she's staring at my hair because, it's, you know, she's racist. Or I could just say she's staring at my hair because it's different. And she probably hasn't seen it before in her entire life. You know, she lives in Ramsgate. <laughs> Ramsgate is full of white people. OK, these people have probably never been out of that, you know, that um, city. So I could go either way and say, oh, she's racist while she's staring at my hair. Or I could be like, oh, she's just curious. And she, she, she literally asked me, she's like, how did you get that done? How does that work? And I, I kind of smiled because I was like, I knew it. Like, I knew she was going to say something. I think he caught me staring. So I caught her eye. And then she was like, sorry, um, that just looks so nice. Like, how do you get that done? How does it work? And I explained it to her. And then she's like, is it real hair? Is it um, like an extension? I said, yeah, that's it. It's an extension and then she said can I touch it and I was actually okay with that just because we like I said context you know context is very important we already kind of talked about my hair and then it led on to her being like can I touch it um so yeah I I, I agree with you both um if someone says no period like that's it mm. you, you don't have to argue with someone they have every right to be like don't touch my hair but if a black person is okay with it I see no reason why other black people should be upset about one person being okay like if you don't want people to touch your hair that's fine but don't try and like be upset for someone else you know that's that's my opinion go ahead esther um i was gonna say but 
I think it's important to bear in mind that, like, I feel like with, with Black people, our hair is very, very important to us compared to maybe the white yes. community. So yes. as much as I said, I mean, I'm still keeping with what I said, but I do understand why some part, why some people would get offended is because, yeah. because um, obviously, historically, our hair said a lot. Our hair mm. did a lot. Like, yeah. I, I saw, I think Lydia posted it. Um, it was like braid patterns. Right. And apparently, that was the plantations we saw, things like that. So I feel like historically, mm. our hair did do a lot for us, did help us. Like, it means a lot to us. So I think yeah. sometimes like other cultures or other um races don't necessarily understand the extent like the extent to our like how important our hair is to us right and yeah that's what also brings the the angerness and the yeah no i get it completely completely um but i also don't want to be a hypocrite because people might find this silly but i touch white people's hair oh yes, oh, oh, yes. <laughs> i touch it i'm not even <laughs> Guys, what is the hype about touching? Okay, I, I, I'm obsessed with. Let me just say, I'm obsessed with ginger. For some reason, I don't know. I can't explain it. Um, I don't know what is. Um, even my 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 step niece, she has ginger hair. Um, and I love it. I don't know. I just love ginger hair. And if you know Brie, one of my friends. Um, we don't really talk as much now, but Brie, she's like, um, you know, really pale, dark. <laughs> Most ginger people are pale. She's pale with blue eyes, and you can't miss out red hair. We used to like walk together into lectures a lot in first year. But anyway, um, I just loved that hair. It was really long and just like smooth and really silky. And of course, ginger. And I just would always play with her hair. The first time I asked her, oh, can I touch you? So yeah, sure. The second time I was like, oh, can I touch you? She was like, sure. From the third time I stopped asking, I'm gonna like, <laughs> I know, I know you should ask. But because she was my friend, again, context, because she was my friend, she's not a stranger. Like we always walked home together. We hung out a lot. Um, so she was my friend and I felt like it was okay you know I have to state state to that she was fine with me doing it but literally we'll be talking and I would just stand there and like be brushing my hand through her hair or like be braiding the ends of her hair and she'd be like what are you doing I'm like giving you braids <laughs> you know it's like I just really liked her hair so I wouldn't be offended if someone asked to touch mine because I do it I do it too even to to guys to white guys I'm like can I like touch it I want to see how it feels or oh what's that I'm just like oh if you have too much gel <laughs> the hair <laughs> I touch and I'm like oh that's like too sticky like don't use that much gel you know so I don't want to be a hypocrite um but I definitely also agree with people who are not okay with it you know I have to say I that think, I think the conversation has to do with boundaries mm-hmm. the racing I think is a thing in general I think there are going to be like white people Native American people like all around the world that won't be comfortable with people touching their hair Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be people that are comfortable with people touching their hair. But I think yeah. what has, what the reason why the conversation started is people feeling the need, especially like when it was like 2000, is people feeling the need to not ask people and just touch their hair. And I feel like yeah. that only really happens, I, I might be mistaken, mainly with, because um, I've obviously come from my perspective, but mainly like with black people and the notion yeah. that if a black person says that I don't want you to touch my hair, then it's like they're being rude, they're being a the black rude girl, whatever, etc. Yeah. Sure. yeah angry angry black woman <laughs> yeah, exactly people just having expectations that a black woman yeah entitlement is, yeah entitlement that's the yeah. exact i think that's more so to do the conversation I, I think it's everyone has their boundaries however mm-hmm. if a black woman has a boundary particularly but it might happen with other races i don't know i'm just coming from my race my perspective 
Yeah. Um, people have an issue with that. And I think that's where probably the conversation maybe started. Yeah. Mm. So, so like, respect it. If she doesn't want you to, just respect it, you know. Because you would respect if anyone else told you no. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. So, I think that's where the conversation mainly stems from. In terms of your your natural hair, are both of you natural? Oh, actually, actually, Esther is natural, but I don't know about you, Lydia. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I don't always see your hair. I saw you have an air scarf on all the time. <laughs> no, do you know? I don't think you've ever seen my hair. I, I've seen you. I've seen your hair. I think once or twice. Um, but yeah, you usually just always have air scarf on. Why is that? Can you just like not be bothered? Pardon? Is that the reason? Is that the reason why you always have your headscarf on? Is it that you just like you you can't be bothered to like put your hair out and just deal with it? <laughs> Ty, well, I, I can't explain to you um how many colors my hair has been through. Yo, I, don't, the I don't know if people know I have a problem, so I'd rather just cover it up. <laughs> like it. I'd rather right. just cover it. So you're hiding the crazy state of your hair. <laughs> yeah, basically. But then sometimes I'm like, I don't care. But okay. yeah. There's right. nothing wrong with I don't really mind. Right. Um and, and the both of you the both of you say you like your hair. Um and yeah, sure, you can like your hair, but have you ever like struggled with it? Was there a time that you hated your hair? Was there a time that you're like, oh shit? <laughs> like I wish I just had like you know, maybe not straight hair per se, but I wish it was easier, you know, to like deal with my hair. Is there a time where you got frustrated with your natural hair? Um with me personally, no. no okay. In general, my hair, my hair is forcey, but it is it is soft as well. So okay. to be honest, as long as you add water, you water it every day like a plant. You know, you add the moisture, you add the oils. It's actually, it's actually not difficult at all. Right. Do you ever get confused about what to do with it? Like what well, S out? Because like the good thing about um, you know, African hair is it's so versatile. That's one thing I would say I love mm. the most about my hair. It's out like different I can style it. But sometimes mm. it can just get really annoying that I can't just like put it up in a bun, you know, just like tilt my head over and just like tie up, you know, easy peasy, lemon squeezy like white people do. <laughs> they literally mm. just bow their heads, take a um, you know, uh whatever, a, a hairband and just tie it up and they're good to go. But the fact that I have to like put some water, put some sheer butter, put some moisturizers, some like hair, like cream and oil, and all of that just gets to me sometimes. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> mm. Do you know what? As I said, with me personally, like I can, I can braid my own hair. I can do my own cornrows with extensions. Okay. And things oh, like girl. that. Like, <laughs> with me personally, styling my hair. It's not that difficult because this week I can do something simple. Knowing that my hair is soft, I can switch to another one. So I feel like I actually don't have any real problems with my hair apart from <laughs> it's a lot. So sometimes, you know, your hands will hurt here and there. But apart from that, I don't think there's a big issue with me doing my hair. But I do think that the reason why a lot of black women or females struggle with their natural hair is because majority of the time some of them don't know how to treat their own hair or they don't know how, yes. they don't know how to do their own hair like my yes. cousin the reason why she never has her natural hair out is because she doesn't know she doesn't know how to do braids she doesn't know how to do cornrow so that means yeah. she needs to save money obviously she's a student so she yeah. has she needs to save money to go and do her hair or to get the weave and to get that so i feel yeah. like that's why she never 
invest like she doesn't have time for her hair because she doesn't know how to how to deal with it how to yeah. um how to take care of your hair i definitely yeah. agree with that i yeah. definitely agree with that um how about you lydia i mean you already said <laughs> you've destroyed <laughs> your hair with too many colors at this point previously with my natural hair um it was basically just the length more so that bothered me than anything like right. i didn't have an issue with my hair but obviously having a sister whose hair was like a 4a texture number one and her hair was like to the, her, the middle of like a bar strap i was just like i want my hair wow. to be like that yeah and it was like mm. i was right next to you like yeah so i think that was my main issue I, with my i'm I, always actually, i'm on your side on that my, my mom actually like our hair was cool like your hair does this your hair does that my mom used to call us like um simple beer, so like her dollies so like my mom would literally do her hair every single week like she made it wow. feel like, oh, so cool look at all these hairstyles she's gonna do so i've never had that i think people have this relationship right. where they're like i don't like my hair blah, blah. like it, when i relax my hair because i wanted my hair to be long yes oh my god i i agree yeah you touched on three different topics there that i was going to bring bring up the first is like what your relationship with your hair was growing up and how your parents um like taught you the second is is it that you don't like your hair or is it that you just don't like the you know the, the the effort dealing with it and the third one is the length that's the third one i wanted to emphasize on because for me i just wanted long hair curly kinky straight i don't care i just really wanted long hair and um you know growing up when yeah we all used to relax our hair i don't know about you but when i was younger parents didn't know how to deal with their hair so we always when it got thick we just relaxed it um but that's not the point i want to touch on now my point is i just really wanted you know healthy long hair and like esther said people don't know how to take care of their hair and maybe that's why it's not growing because black people do be having long hair and full hair i mean esther is like evidence of that we can like we have potential to have really beautiful full um full hair 4c 4b whatever 3a 3b whatever we have the potential to have really good long hair um but when it doesn't like grow when we feel like it's just like stagnant or you know there's not much progress with the hair or it doesn't look nice you know in our opinion that's when i feel like the frustration can come in um mm-hmm. so i definitely agree with you there so we need to learn i i mean personally i'm guilty of this i just only recently like when i say recently mm-hmm. like when i moved to uni was when i um kind of learned to love my hair and learned to take care of i understood my hair more and when i say love my hair, i've never hated my hair i just was indifferent about it like okay yeah it's my hair That's like you know hair. yeah it mm-hmm. wasn't like i hated it but it wasn't also like i love it like, i didn't go oh i love my natural hair but now i would tell you that i love it because now i, un- I understand it more i know how to like treat it and how to deal with it and how to style it i know what n- it needs when i see it look a certain way Mm. you know yeah yeah go Um, ahead just to to hit on the childhood one when Mm. i was growing up i think to the age of maybe seven i was natural and then i i think from there on i became like my hair was relaxed and that was mainly because my dad just didn't like the fact that we were crying because it is it it does hurt when you do your hair yeah you know aunties will be pulling here and there oh my goodness (laughs) don't even get me started on that My dad just hated the fact that we were crying. Like, he gets very, like, anxious when mm. we start crying. Like, he doesn't know what to do. Not to do. Oh, so, so literally, 
I think he and my mom got into a little argument and from there they were like, now nah, you're just going to relax your hair because that is the easiest way. Yeah. Like, and plus our parents, like if you have two, more than two children or you have three children, like sitting there and combing while they're crying. Oh my goodness, three, yeah. Like, our hair doesn't take one minute. It takes, <laughs> it takes long. Like sitting there with thick Tell hair, it's it. going to be difficult. And that's yeah. how I understand why you know people relax their hair and white people cut their hair because it is was so different <laughs> is it go ahead share it share it with us basically i even have a picture i'll send you a screenshot it looks so ugly but um literally my um my mom used to do our hair all the time like i said every week yeah but there was like one sunday that she put our hair in like my hair into um you know african threading yeah ah yeah Oh, my mom was running that ish. Like I have a school picture and my hair was the thingy. And one Nigerian uncle at church was like, "Oh, like you can't be doing that to your daughters because obviously, like people in church are just like mean if they want to be in it." And like oh my, my mom, God. my mom was doing all the hairstyles basically on us, like all the hairstyles. And then the uncle just brought up and my mom was like, "Yeah, no one's chatting about my child." And then that's why she relaxed her hair. Like it wasn't like my mom would have left uh, her hair. I genuinely think till the end of our days, the mom actually enjoyed doing her hair. Um, right. Obviously, everyone like may cry or whatever, but. I don't know, you just sit there because you're like, my hair's going to look cute afterwards, so I mean, I care. Do you know what I mean? Yo, yeah. you, you mean two so it, 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 it wasn't an issue for me or any of our siblings. My mom has three girls. She did all of our hair. Ah, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. So do you think, um, well, for, for you, Lydia, would you say then that your mom understood natural hair and African wow. hair texture? Oh, um, my God, this photos, man. They're so pretty. Oh, she looks like a cutie. <laughs> I'm gonna save this. Button, yeah, I have but, to look at her yeah, face. I think she did. Like, I knew from a young age, is like you wet the hair first, you oil it, you put it in plaits, and you go to bed. Like, I knew that from a young age. Right. Okay. Know, take, interesting. Yeah, I just don't think I'm lazy. That is so interesting, and it's yeah. Again, I definitely had a completely different um experience, and you saw it because we're, we're all three black women, but we have three completely different experiences with our natural hair growing up obviously mm -hmm. we're from three countries as well <laughs> so that might um play into it um but yeah um for me i don't think i was taught in any way at all how to deal with my hair how to manage my hair how to take care of my natural hair at all i grew up with my stepmom and she had different hair texture than i did because she's biracial so mm -hmm. her hair was a bit easier to manage um and most times she would just cut her hair like she always had a low cut for the majority of the time um and when she didn't her hair would just like grow real quickly that that was my um my memory of it i just remember her hair would grow so quickly and then she would cut it again and i was like why are you cutting it like i would actually like get upset because i like, i'm trying to grow out my hair but you're just like cutting it like you're done with it now you cut it like what um so for me she i feel like maybe because she had a different air texture to mine she it probably was the reason why she wasn't able to educate me on how to deal with my hair and also she didn't really do my hair like she i don't remember her um like giving me a plait or a braid or anything i always went to the addresses growing up um maybe maybe when i was in primary school i would say maybe you know the hairstyles where they pack your hair in like four sections <laughs> with like a yeah. band yeah, and yeah. then they, and then they divide us four sections into like four different braids, mm. and they put like beads on the bottom. <laughs> I think that's the only thing she could do, <laughs> because I had that hairstyle so many times. And yeah, that's it. That's probably the only memory I have of her doing my hair, 
other the times I went to the addresses. So for me, the addresses kind of raised my hair in a way because they were the ones that would tell my mom, oh, she needs to get it relaxed. Oh, it's getting thick now. She needs to get it relaxed, you know. So it wasn't ever a thing of, okay, this is what you do at night. Wear a bonnet. Like, nah, I didn't even know what a bonnet was, fam. Until I moved to the UK, not going to lie. I was 16 when I found out what a bonnet was. <laughs> For real. I never used a bonnet. Um, and obviously, it's a protect- protective procedure when you go to bed. So I didn't even know about that. I didn't know about, like, properly um, oiling your hair, oil, oil treatments. Didn't know about, you know, she- I mean, I knew about shea butter, actually. I knew about shea butter. That was it. And, like, just, like, hair cream. <laughs> Literally, that was it. Shea butter and hair cream. And it was actually the natural um, shea butter. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Like the yeah. actual hard butter. Yeah. Mm. That's what I knew about. And and oil. But apart from that, I didn't know about, you know, braiding your hair to protect it. I didn't know about anything else, you know. So that is the end of part one, loving my nappy curls. Part two will be out in two weeks because I record bi-weekly in case you don't know. So yeah, look um, look forward to that. In the meantime, you can go and listen to the rest of my podcasts from um, episode one if you haven't. And if you have, go and listen to my second podcast called I Saw Him First, also available on all major listening platforms. So on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Amazon Music, anywhere where you can get your podcasts basically you can find me there and yeah so please also follow me on social media my instagram is at dose of taiwo podcast taiwo is t-a-i-w-o and my twitter is at dose of taiwo pod you can also send me emails my email address is l-d-o-t podcast at gmail.com so LDOT standing for Little Dose of Taiwo. So you can send me emails about dilemmas, about like suggestions for my next episode. If you want to be a guest, if you want to collaborate with me in any way, send me an email. Thank you for listening. Bye. Okay.